Hi, I'm David Dodge. Welcome to part seven in our COP26 Tiny Explainer series. Energy systems are changing. The automotive industry is transforming. The building industry is going green to super efficient buildings. This is what needs to be done to fight climate change and transition to the sustainable economy of the future that we need. But with all this change comes chaos in labor markets, uncertainty for workers, and sudden loss of employment in some sectors and new jobs in others. Labor groups say this makes working towards a just transition critically important. What does a just transition look like and what needs to be done? Mitchell Beer of the Energy Mix caught up with Patrick Rondeau at COP26 in Glasgow to find out. Good day and welcome to this edition of COP26 Tiny Explainers. I'm Mitchell Beer, publisher of the Energy Mix, and I'm speaking with Patrick Rondeau. He's a Just Transition Advisor with the Fédération des Travailleurs et Travailleuses du Québec, the Quebec Federation of Labour, in Montreal. Patrick is in one of the cafeterias at COP26 in Glasgow. Patrick, we keep hearing calls for a just transition out of fossil fuels. Can you give us 30 seconds on what that means? Yeah, thank you for the question, Michel, about just transition. Yeah, just transition is about workers' rights, which is which uh, are people's rights, you know, and human rights. And so uh, basically, just transition is how can we plan the energy transition with those who are going to be impacted by climate change? To secure a just transition, Rondo says workers need to be at the center of discussions and decisions. Basically, that's how we're going to do this, and, and that's by decarbonizing uh, workplaces, uh, maintaining jobs if we can, um, and raise you know uh, living conditions of communities, and and have a dialogue about that. And if there's job losses, have accompanying uh, policies to do so. Discussions about just transition began at COP21, the UN climate conference in Paris. Yes, the one that set the 1.5 degree targets. A couple of months before COP21, uh, you have the International Labour Organization who uh, adopted uh, guidelines on just transition. So it, it was for us to adapt those guidelines in the reality of Quebec and Canada, which means uh, work, uh, work, sec- working sec- uh, industry sectors and, and then regions, because there's no one size fit all a solution for just transitions. So they built pathways and a roadmap, trying to bring people on board, and then set out to recruit allies and create a big network. So we open dialogues with environmental groups, with indigenous, but also with employers, with uh, the, the financial sector. And I think we have to have this big discussion uh, as a society on, on just transition. Just transition is about all of that stuff. And, and it, it, it's a fight for uh, equalities. It's a fight for social justice, like I said. And, and then I think we have some wins because... As you, uh, as we all saw, uh, the federal government put on a consultation on just transition last summer. So it's a big win for us, even though uh, we are, you know, uh, cautious about the uh, the outcomes of this consultation. Rondo and his peers are now working on creating a just transition group in Quebec. While this all sounds like great steps on a hard journey, workers are already feeling the impacts, and they're scared and worried. I think the biggest challenge that we have is to 
keep this just transition concrete. You know, you talked about those fossil fuels um, workers in Alberta. They're not uh, in denial of climate change. They're afraid. And you, when you're afraid and you don't have any solution, and you don't have that bridge to cross, you resist, you block, because the feeling that you have is that everybody is against you and you're going to lose everything. And then, you know, so, so nobody wants to face that, you know? No. So, so be, because don't it's not just to. your job, it's your pension fund, it's your house, it's your family at a certain point. So, so we have to be aware of that. And demonizing those workers doesn't help because we want them to transition towards something better for everybody. At COP21 in Paris, Just Transition made the preamble of the report. At COP24 in Poland, heads of state adopted the Solidarity and Just Transition Silesia Declaration that addresses the vulnerability of labor markets in carbon-intensive sectors. Do have a space in COP, but it's the poor child. You know, when you're talking about response measures and just transition, it's something. When you're talking about climate finance and Article 6 and carbon pricing, yeah, those are bigger issues than response measures, but we do have a place. And from COP to COP, I can see the wording just transition making its way in Article 6. Not yet, but we're trying, but in other topics as well. Thanks for that. And Patrick, we have just one more question from uh, one of our listeners, Lynn McDonnell from Toronto writes, the public is motivated to expect continuous growth and consumerism disconnected from nature. What is the plan for public education to inform people of the need to drastically step down, step down consumption, to sustainable levels and reduce demand? Let me ask you, how do those lifestyle changes connect with the just transition? And where do you think the attitude shifts have to happen first? It's a very big challenge because we're talking about the growth. And we all do know that capitalism is a problem. Our, our economic system is the problem. And, and I often badly say that it's, it's such a system, capitalism, that sometimes uh, I'm wondering if if we were all dead, I think it would go on. You know, it's like, how can we stop this situation? This is very challenging for unions. Rondo says labor is working on issues such as zero waste and the circular economy. And now, how to get to net zero emissions. On unions level, it's it's a challenge because those are jobs, and uh, as, as we all know. So, so when you're doing a just transition... Um, there's always this paradox, you know, about transition itself, because transitions means going from a point A to B and changing something in between. It's not about going from A to B and doing the same at the end of the day. So, so we do have this challenge of transforming our way of working, of producing, and and hopefully uh, lower GHG. So, so it's a big, tough challenge. And but I'm, I'm pretty sure from the talks that I have with our members that if we go to them up front saying, you know what, we have to degrow, we have to fight capitalism now and put it down, they, they will, you know, turn away. They will turn us away. So, so they're not ready for this discussion yet, but they, will, they never will if we don't begin this discussion with them, which is quite important and probably what's next on our plate.
Patrick, thank you so much. This has been the latest in our series of COP26 Tiny Explainer Broadcasts. You can find more of our explainers on the Green Energy Futures YouTube page or on our website at theenergymix.com. Patrick Rondeau, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to Mitchell Beer of The Energy Mix and Patrick Rondeau for this tiny explanation of just transition at COP26. Thanks for listening and follow our COP26 tiny explainers at theenergymix.com and greenenergyfutures.ca. For COP26 tiny explainers, I'm David Dodge. The climate change.